0: thankful to be here this morning. Uh, I'm, I say this probably about every time I have to open up, but uh, I just really enjoy seeing the fellowship in the church. It, just before service even begins, just seeing everyone laugh and greet each other and hug each other, it's just uh, its an uplift to me. I could go home just listening to that and be happy as a lark, but uh, I'm really excited to see what our service holds this morning. Uh, we had Sunday school this morning, and it was just Sunday school was such a huge help to me this morning. Uh, We talked about uh, salvation, and we talked about commitment. And I was thinking about this this morning, and uh, commitment is being able to stick with something regardless of the situation, regardless of what happens, regardless of the outcome. And I think a lot of us sometimes struggle, I know I do, with, with commitment. It's a hard thing because naturally when something bad happens during a situation, we kind of want to turn the other way. Uh, But God calls us to continue on the way that we need to, the way that he wants us to do it. Uh, This morning I was reading about David and uh, when he fought Goliath. And God gave him a command to go and to fight Goliath. And David was committed to that uh, command. And when he went and was talking to Saul, uh, Saul gave him... All the armor that they had, they gave him a bunch of armor and a sword and a shield, and uh, he put that on for a moment and then took it right back off and said uh, that I have not proved this because he knew that he was supposed to fight this battle the way that God wanted him to fight it. Uh, so if you're here this morning and uh, you haven't quite been committed the way that you need to, I beg of you to please pray and take some inventory this morning. Uh, so we'll ask at this time, if everyone will, to please stand to your feet. That's we bow our heads, we'll- Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so thankful, Lord, for this day you've given us. We're so thankful for the, uh, the service that you've given us today, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, for each and every single person, Lord, who's made it to your house this morning. And uh, we'll just ask you to go with us as we go throughout this service. Just bless us to be right in the center of thy will, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to help Brother Bob as he stands to preach, Lord. Just make it easy for him, Lord. Give him the liberty, Lord, to follow you. Uh, we just ask you, Lord, to uh, help each and everything that we do today. We ask all this in your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Hey, hey. the choir singing this morning we'll ask at this time if everyone would please stand to your feet and we'll ask if anyone has a unspoken prayer request this morning hands all over the house remember all those does anyone have a spoken prayer request this morning good. Anybody else? Yeah. Continue to remember that. Remember Dale Smith's funeral on Tuesday. Pastor. pray for brother bob he's asked terry's asked bob morrison to preach this morning so let's really lift him up as we stated many times let's continue to uh, pray for brother denny and let's pray for cooper this morning i believe he's probably at pleasant view Anybody else have anything? Yeah, just remember that. Nobody else has anything. We're asked Brother Jay mm-hmm. lead us in prayer.
1: your will, God, God the that we might be able,
2: able to do our little part, and
1: that behold our Savior up, Father, we pray, yes, bless our preaching, Lord, brother, uphold him in your mind, and give him what we need this morning, God, for your glory, and just use us for your glory in this service, and in each day of our life, just help us, our Father, to be what you need us to be for your glory, that we might be able to show Jesus to our people, and Lord, these favors and blessings we ask all in your holy name.
0: As we were praying, I was thinking more about David and that armor that he said he couldn't use and that weapon he said he couldn't use because he hadn't proved them. And uh, prayer is one of those weapons and part of that armor that we can use that has been proved time and time again. Uh, I was listening to all these requests that were made this morning, and and a lot of them said, I'm thankful for the church for praying for this, and I'm thankful for the church for praying for that. It's because prayer changes things, and uh, everyone, no matter what I believe, believes that. Uh, We've seen people who, when they get into a really sticky situation or they come to a really big point in their life, even if they say they don't believe in God, they'll find a little corner of a room and say, I don't know if you're listening. I don't even know if you're real, but if you are, I need your help. They'll get down and pray. Because they know that prayer has proven itself time and time again. Uh, I'm thankful to be here this morning. I'm, I'm thankful for what I can feel. Does anybody have a song or a testimony on your heart? Before we turn it over to Brother Bob. I like to say, I, I should have said this earlier, but let's pray for him. I that last
3: song saying, that said, Because he brought salvation is why I am his friend. Uh, there was a time before I was Jesus' friend where I didn't know him, but he was my friend first. Uh, the Bible says there's no greater love than a man who lays down his life for his friend. Uh, I'm thankful for Calvary this morning. That's where my heart's at. My heart's on the cross. Um, many people may despise it. It's despised by the world, but it's a wondrous attraction to me. Uh, everything changed for me at Calvary. That's that's where it all changed for me. And, uh, this morning I feel a need here. I feel like there's to be someone who can get saved, and I just want someone to have what I have. So just pray for me. Amén. hillside that day, and as I looked at my Savior, I cried, Lord, take me away, for there was blood flowing down as the thorns pierced his head, but Pride, father forgive them and then my savior was dead well i stood there in silence thinking lord how can this be that your beloved son He gave his life just for me, but then I heard a sweet voice whisper, Child, lift up your head,
4: for the
3: one that you see hanging there, Well, Jesus, he's not dead, he's alive. He's alive, no death could not hold him. He's alive, he's alive. Oh, the stone, it was rolled away. Satan thought he won the battle when Jesus died on that tree. But my Jesus came back from the grave, and he won the victory. Then I fell to my knees, and I started to pray. I said, I want to be born again, O oh, Lord, make away for i was guilty of sin in my sentence it was to die but jesus saw this old hopeless boy in the blood it was applied now i Hold me, I'm alive, I'm alive. Oh, I know that I am saved. Satan thought he won the battle when he saw the sin in me, but Jesus reached down for me and I won the victory.
0: that song this morning appreciate eric and his testimony and what that means i was talking with a buddy from work uh this week and we were talking about uh what the gospel was and uh what it meant and uh, we were talking about jesus dying on the cross of course and he said we can't forget the most important part that he rose three days later and i'm thankful for that this morning does anybody else have a song or a testimony on your heart before we turn it over to brother bob Check with them after this. Let's pray for them, church. Appreciate that. Appreciate our youth group. We'd like to say we're we're thankful for everyone who's come out this morning, and we're especially thankful for our visitors. Uh, More than welcome if God's put something on your heart. uh, We'd encourage you to come, follow the Lord, and come sing. We'd really like to hear it. If Terry was here, he'd twist your arm a little bit more than I would, but. It's all right. We appreciate you being here, anyways. If nobody else has anything, be much in prayer. Uh, I really feel like someone could have already moved, and uh, let's just really, really lift Bob up and continue praying for people. Brother Bob.
1: Good to be out in the house of the Lord this morning. Welcome everybody. If you're uh, here for your first time, I know Terry does a lot of times, just uh, thank you for coming. And uh, the friendship that you find in the church is like none other. Uh, scripture says if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. Right. And, uh, certainly, I've seen a lot of friendship in this church today but it's deeper than friendship Jesus he'll go with you farther than your brother will go with you because we can only go so far Christ went all the way for me he went to Calvary and died for my sins rose the third and appointed day and he's on Calvary up and he's not on Cal, he's up in heaven right now, the scripture said he's making intercession for you and I. So I appreciate the Lord this morning. I'm nervous as a cat. I guess that's all right. I told Brother Jay, I said, he said, you know, this is a different world when you come into a church this size. I said, yeah, you know, it is. On the natural part of looking around. But once the spirit begins to move, it's all the same. When you get saved by the grace of God, there's something that joins you together. If you've got Jesus, you've got everything you need in the package to take you home to heaven. A lot of things people think that you need, but when Jesus saved me, he gave me everything. Let me say this, when, when I knelt down and I asked Jesus to come into my heart, Lost and undone. Nothing to give Him. I didn't have a thing to give Him. But all He wanted was me. That's all Christ wants today, is you to give yourself to Him. Scripture says He came seeking to save that which was lost. He knew where I was before I knew where I was. I think about a man that was uh, just my mind. uh, Sometimes my mind comes and goes here and there, but that's all right. But I was thinking about a man that was sitting down by a tree, and God seen him afar off. And I believe that God seen me as a young boy being born down in West Virginia. And he's saying that boy's going to need to be saved one of these days. Not that he's going to be so bad or not that he's going to be good, but he's going to need salvation. Being good and being bad is two different things. And uh, who's to say what that is depending on how you're raised? We have different Judging levels, if you say it like that. But God, he, he comes to us and he puts us all on the same plane. Sin is sin across the board. And I believe if you go throughout the Bible, every situation you're in, God has handled it. God has come across some place in the Bible that will touch your life and to tell you, give you direction of what's right and what's wrong in your life. So you pray for us. Huh? I've got some scriptures I'd like to share. And uh, in the 51st chapter of Psalms, we'll start there, and then I'd like to go back to Romans in the 5th chapter. Start in the 51st chapter of Psalms. If there's any preaching, it'll have to be the Lord this morning. If there's any conviction, it has to be the Lord. And it's already been here. If there's any saving, it'll have to be the Lord. So we'll give him praise and glory right now. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. I'm going to stop right there, but I want to take you back to one word, and that is in the fourth verse. It says, That thou mightest be justified. We try to justify ourselves, and sometimes I think I do a pretty good job in my own thinking. But sometimes even when I justify myself, God says, you're wrong. And i got to find a place like David did. And i got to say, Lord, I've sinned and I've come short. Forgive me of my sins and my shortness. God wants to forgive you today no matter how big how small that you think them sins are if it's sin, it's sin and I'm going to read here in Romans in the 5th chapter but again it's going on, it's talking a little bit about justification and I guess that's the words and thoughts that's upon my heart this morning if you're here and you're lost, you'll never stand justified in the eyes of God unless God justifies you. It says, therefore, in the fifth chapter in the first verse, it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of of God, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For we when we were yet without strength, in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. I'm going to stop there now. And I don't know how if, if I'll read any more. Uh, whatever I do, I'll just try to depend on the Lord. It takes it takes the church to preach this morning. My, my heart's desire this morning is to see somebody saved by the grace of God. I want you to have what I have in my heart. What I have is Jesus, and how do I know that? It's because he... He made Himself known unto me. When you want to be saved more than anything, God will reveal Himself to you. This morning, if if God's not revealed Himself to you, I ask you to pray that God would reveal Himself to you because I serve a God that's able to get down into your area of life no matter how He is raised. I mean... Let me just tell you just a little bit of my story. And I want to, I want to tell you more about Jesus and the Word than I do, you, do want to tell you about me. But Jesus done something for me like He did for Paul. Apostle Paul was an evil and a wicked man before he got saved by the grace of God. He, he caused havoc against the church and caused them to be killed. He took their lives. He was a bad person I wasn't that bad that I took anybody's life but I feel like that I had sins in my life that I couldn't forgive myself I couldn't stand justified before God and and more or less even before my mother before my people that were around me it takes the justification of Jesus Christ in order to stand before the Lord in heaven. Some, some folks think this. They think that one day after a while, that we're going to stand in judgment. But I'm here to tell you that when the gospel came down to my heart, and it showed me that I was lost and in sin, that was the greatest judgment that I'd ever had in my life. I stood in judgment that day. And you know what? I'm worthy of the kingdom of God today. Jesus Christ justified me. Jesus made me holy. He made me his child. I'm a king today. I'm a peculiar people. That's what Romans says. We're a peculiar people, a holy nation. We need to be different. What made me different was Jesus, you see. I tried to change my ways. I tried to be a good boy, but when Jesus spoke to my heart, he done it differently. He did it by using the scripture. If I come back to the, let me, let me just uh, share with you here this this word justified. I, I looked that up and I'm thankful for Jeremy as he opened up. He's talking about the David when he proved that the the armor that he was going to put on. That word "prove" is is through justification. Uh, To justify, I looked this up, it says to prove to be just or right or reasonable. So we've got to have proof today that something's happened in our life. If you're not saved by the grace of God and had Jesus change on the inside of you, then you need to look a little deeper. Because he makes changes that man can't make in your life. I had Sunday school teachers, preachers, all kinds of folks would reach out to me and they wanted to help me. And I believe that they were sincere, but it takes God. It takes you seeking God. If you're lost and undone, you've got to seek God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when you get to the bottom of the the barrel and there's nothing there, you can say, Lord, if you don't save me, I'll perish. And God will lift you up. You'll be renewed and Jesus will be on the inside. You'll be as happy as you've ever been in your life. Praise His name anyway this morning. Jesus can save you. He's got the power today. He had the power to take David and slay Goliath. That seemed impossible to the people that was around him, his family and the the man that was a king there. It seemed impossible for him to slay that giant. But God said, I'll go with you. That's what he told me. He said, I'll go with you always, even into the end of the world. He's with me today. I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm determined that I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm determined that I'm going to try to declare the gospel to somebody else, that they can have Jesus that will walk with them and talk with them and go with them always, even to the end of the world. Do you have that kind of love and that kind of power in your life today? I've got something that keeps me, even in the bad times. He's right there. And the wee hours of midnight. I remember one time that I I felt as though uh, that everything was going wrong in my life, so I thought I'd fix it. And I just started changing some of the places that I went and the things that I was doing. I quit reading my Bible. I quit doing the things of God. I started doing the things that pleased the flesh. And pretty soon I couldn't feel nothing. God says, that's all right. You just stay right where you're at. Well, he didn't tell me that way, but he kind of sarcastically showed me that I needed him more than he needed me. He had the church and I was a part of it, but I needed him that I might be able to survive in this life. Without his holy presence in my life, I just don't feel like I can survive. So one night, we are hours of midnight, God began to knock. And he said, you're my son. I died for you. I gave my life for you. That you could have eternal life. You remember that day that the joy come into your heart and you surrendered and you said, Lord, if you don't save me, I'll break. You remember that day there was something that came inside of you. And Jesus reminded me of where I was and what changed inside of me and my desire to live for Him. Since then, I've tried not to get off track too far. And when I do find myself getting off track, I try to find me an altar. And it's not always in the church, there's a lot of altars. Beside my bed, in my bed, going down the road. We as God's people, we've got to find time to repent. We'll always be justified in the eyes of God because of His justification that He imputes into us, His righteousness that He imputes inside of us. He saves us, you see. But we're not justified in our flesh. We've got something to work on. We've got something to work on. So you pray just a little bit. I want to just share some of these scriptures over here in the fifth chapter of Romans. It says, therefore, being justified by faith. It takes faith. Without faith, it's impossible to believe, to please God. You can't please Him without believing that He is, and He's a rewarder of them which diligently seek Him. I diligently sought after God. What's that mean? It means that I I searched with everything that I could search with. I didn't even know what it was that I was looking for, but Jesus knew. There was something missing on the inside of me. Jesus knew that I needed Him, and through the grand old Mother Church. I used to hate when people would say that. I think because that it took me out of the equation. Because I wasn't saved yet. <laughs> I'm glad today that the grand old Mother Church, she kept preaching the gospel. The gospel kept pricking my heart. It kept doing the work that it needed to do. And in God's time, God seemed fit to reach out unto me and say, Come unto me, all oh, ye that are weak and heavy laden, and if nobody else believed, God was speaking to Bible. And I knew it. One day, sitting on the back seat of Pleasant View Missionary Baptist Church on this side. I sat there, so involved in everything, but yet not into nothing. It seemed like I couldn't get satisfied with religion, with God. It was all like I was juggling, trying to figure it out. I didn't know what to do. But God knew what to do to get to me. God knew that he just would take that Holy Spirit and touch my heart and keep touching my heart and asking me to come. And when I come the way that he wanted me to, he saved me. I'm going to just share just a little bit here. It says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's where we're at today if we're saved by the grace of God. We're standing in the hope of the glory of God. He gave me a hope when I knelt down and said, Lord, if you don't save me, I'll perish. I've not always been worthy of it. But I've certainly been justified by God. And I'm going to heaven. One day after a while, I'm headed to heaven. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. What does that mean? There's a tribulation that's got to happen in your life if you're here. And, and whether you're young or whether you're old, whenever it happens, I don't know. I've heard of different po- folks getting saved when they are old. There was a fellow... Not too long ago up in Athens, he was in his 90s and he got saved. I don't know when God spoke to him first. Maybe that was the first time, I don't know. If you're young, God will speak to your heart. If he's old, he'll speak to your heart. He knows when your time is ended, but I believe through your life somewhere, he'll find a place that he'll give you an opportunity to be saved by his wonderful grace. He he says here that there's tribulation. The tribulation that I came through in my life was when God convicted me and trouble stirred up on the inside of me. Trouble that I couldn't leave and wouldn't leave me. Trouble that I took to my bed and trouble that I got up with the next morning Trouble that was with me when I went to church, trouble that was with me when I went to school, that was tribulation. How many's thankful for the tribulation that you went through this morning? I'm thankful that God brought tribulation to me because that's what made the difference between religion and salvation the tribulation of of God reaches out and it touches people's heart and it stirs them up and it shows them that they're lost and they need to be saved by the grace of God. I'll try to hurry. My throat's starting to... Just knowing that tribulation worketh patience. I didn't have much patience for religion. I wanted it and I wanted it now, you know. I, I just wanted things to work out for me that things would be able to satisfy me. What I'm saying is I just wanted religion to find its seat and I wanted everything to be all right on the inside of me. I wanted this trouble to leave me. But the trouble didn't leave me until it brought me down to a place where I could have patience and then I was able to, in order to get patience, you've got to get all that stuff behind you. And you've got to be able to look ahead. That day that I realized I was lost and undone, I tried about everything I knew to do. I went and got baptized. I was part of a member of the church. and I'd come around for fellowship, and I'd sung with the young people, and boy, I've tried to pray, and I've been to the altar probably, I don't know how many times, so much that I felt like an old barber going into the Uh, River is just trying to catch fish and coming up empty. My friend, today, you don't have to come up empty. You can come up with Jesus Christ because if you'll have the patience and you'll wait there, God said that he'd save you. The scripture says he came seeking and to save that which was lost. He's seen me. In the condition that I was, that I was lost and I needed to be saved. He says, in patience, experience. In that patience, I found experience. In that experience, I found hope. My friend, that hope is real today. And it's even more real than it was the day that I got saved. He's the greatest thing that ever happened to me today. Because Jesus saves, He was able to reach out and even save me. Even me. I'm so thankful. That God saved me. Can you say that this morning? Are you saved by the grace of God? Has God reached out into His heart, at uh, your heart, and ask you to be saved? Has tribulation come into your life? One that you know the difference between religion and salvation. God is so real. My God is so real that He knows how to get to you. He knows how to touch your heart. He knows how to convict you. He knows how to call you. Again, he says, come unto me. All ye that are weak and heavy later. Come unto me. Are you struggling? If you're struggling spiritually and you're saved by the grace of God, just go back where you, where your first love was. Your first love's where you got saved by the grace of God. And search for that Holy Spirit. Oh, I tell you what, when you've Get that renewed on the inside of you. That's what David did back here. He told the Lord, he says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. He knew where to go because he had already experienced it. He had that experience back here. As it talks in Romans, even though it was in the Old Testament, they still got saved the same way. Praise His name. God's got one way for you. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You'll have to come through him by Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit draws you, you've got to come. Come to him when he asks you. If you're saved by the grace of God, come to the Lord. Don't be afraid to step out and say, God, I'll do that. Remember Isaiah, he said, send me, Lord, I'll go. How many times are we willing to say, send me, Lord, I'll go? I tell you what, when Terry called me and says, will you take care of church? There's a natural part of me that wanted to help him and says, yeah, I'll take care of church. But there's, there's a part of me that said, I'm not worthy of that. I can't do that. There's no way. And then I had to find the Lord and say, God, help me and guide me and direct me. Help me that I can help somebody that's lost, that they can have Jesus like I have Jesus. Don't settle for confectionery. It's not good enough. But settle for the right thing. Settle for the right thing. Glad to be here this morning. I guess that's enough preaching. I'll ask Taylor if he would get a song. Boy, he's done good this morning, ain't he? Done good singing the song, design. the choir, sung so good. It, it, I've already felt the Holy Spirit drawing and saying, Come unto me, all ye that are weak and heavy laden, if, if God's given you a chance and God's given you opportunity, come upon His bidding, step out by faith and be saved. Let's all stand, please.
2: the altar he was crying. He was begging. He was saying, Lord, I don't want to go down. I don't want to die. that. I don't no But he told me later, he said, you know, I was just doing that with my mouth. I never received anything. He said, but when I got saved, I didn't say nothing from my mouth, but my heart was saying it. My friend today, if you get saved, for the grace of God, you're going to have to talk to him from your heart. Talk to the Lord this
5: morning from your
2: heart. Amen. Oh, I'm prepared to meet the Lord today. Are you surely somebody moves? Surely that tribulation is piled up on the inside, and all of them saying. Come. Oh come. Find Jesus today. Would you find my Lord and Savior? Somebody to go with you throughout this whole world. To listen to. His Holy Spirit comes down into a place that nobody else can get into. Down into the heart of the He says, God,
5: prepare
1: to meet thy God. Amen. If Jesus says, coming to you, Tell you what, he's the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. And I want to try to spend the rest of my life trying to serve him and work for him. Declaring that Jesus is the only one. No man's religion can help you. Religion's a good thing, I mean, in a sense. I mean... We need to read our Bible. We need to pray. We need to go to church. Religion is good in a sense. But it can only go so far. It helps us with this flesh. It keeps my mind going in the right places. And then, even at that, sometimes my mind gets messed up and I think about other things. But God changed, He changed my want to. Paul said it like this. He says, the things that I once loved, I now hate. The things that I once hated, I now love. That old beacon was over here at pleasant view. Love him to death all my heart right now. But there was a time that I really didn't care much for him. Because he stood for the truth. But he loved me. He was praying for me. He wanted me to get what he had on the inside. We need to lift our people up to heaven that are lost and undone that they can have this Jesus that we have. When the bad times come, they've got Jesus. When the good times come, you got Jesus. It's all good. God is so good. It's good to be here today. I appreciate being here. Appreciate the liberty appreciate the Holy Spirit speaking. I believe somebody could have been saved. I believe somebody could have rededicated their life. But that's it.
0: Appreciate, brother Bob. Appreciate that message. Uh, I really enjoyed the part about justification. I really enjoyed that. Does anybody else have anything on your heart at all? If not, I've got a few announcements I make here. Usually my wife is on her way up here, so I'm, oh, there she comes. Yeah, that's what I figured. Well, I just I just got a couple here f- for me. Um, uh, we've we've announced this a couple of times, but uh, I'll just summarize it. Mount Washington and and Mount Washington, Kentucky is uh, ordaining a, f- a few people. And that's going to be on March 25th at 2 p.m. and um, the, we're invited to that. Uh, also, there was some. Glasses left at Autumn Shower on January 15th. They're up here. If they're yours, they'll be up here on the podium. Uh, Kenny announced this on Wednesday, but Grandpa's going to be starting his Bible study back up this week. Um, that's virtual. It's on Zoom. I have the link. Uh, everyone is welcome. Uh, if you're interested in attending that Bible study, just let me know, and I can get the link to you. Also, who's that guy on March 4th my wife will probably talk more about this but we're having um, guys day and us guys we're going to go to uh, Topgolf so we're gonna meet over here uh, and have a breakfast together and have Bible study and then we're gonna leave from here and go to Topgolf and that's down uh, between Dayton and Cincinnati then on the way home we're usually stop at some kind of sporting goods store or outdoor store um, just Make an afternoon of it and then we'll come back and be free to go after that so i have to call top golf and let them know how many lanes we need Um, so if you want to go to that please try and get with me today uh, so i can call this week and and let them know how many we need so march March 4th not february we've we they changed it around they used to be february but the some of the dates didn't line up so i think she changed it
4: i jumped the gun sure did jump the gun, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so there has been a few date changes. Um, instead of doing the Girls' Day and Guys' Day in February, we're gonna do it in March. So um, February, we're gonna have our regular youth group, which is gonna be February 12th. So um, normal times, normal ages, I'm just playing. Oh, we can't do it that day. Nope, it's what? Okay, well listen, I'll get back to you on that one, okay? but on February 19th, um, Pleasant View asked us to um, come visit their church and they're gonna feed us. So um, the youth group was asked to come to Pleasant View on February 19th and I'll let you know what time we're gonna meet here and head out and all that information later. And then on March 3rd, that is going to be our girls' night and we are gonna spend the night over at Erica Cox's house. And we are going to be meeting over there at 7 o'clock. And so that is for um, girls ages 6th grade and up. We are going to be meeting over at Erica Cox's house March 3rd at 7 p.m. And then on March 4th, the boys are going to have a day out. So the girls wanted to hang out inside, and the boys wanted to go out of town. So everybody gets what they want. So just remember those dates, and I'll get back to you about February.
2: You can sit down if you want to um, <laughs> um, mine is about the directory I appreciate everyone being so patient we ran into many 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 glitches but we think we got it all together now I appreciate your patience um, it should be out We're, we are assuming end of April that's what our prayer is end of April but I appreciate your patience it is on its way Um, we put as many pictures in there as possible, but obviously we couldn't get everyone in there, but, um, I truly appreciate your help with all this, but a little more patience. It'll be ready in April.
1: We appreciate everybody that's brought clothes for the thing that we asked for last week. And we have a lot of people that brought them and put them in the fellowship hall down in the corner down at the bottom. Bob Evans is going to pick them up Tuesday. If you have some that you want to bring tonight, maybe uh, I'd be fine bring tonight. Church at 6 o'clock tonight, you can even bring them right before church or during church whenever you want to bring them. Or you got till Tuesday to bring them. Thank you.
0: Anybody else have any more announcements or anything else at all? Okay. We a Got a baptism next Sunday. Let's pray for that. If nobody else has anything, we'll ask you to stand to your feet. And we'll ask Brother Solly to dismiss us in prayer
1: and follow over. Thank you for this service, God. God, I ask you to go with us, Lord, and keep us safe.